Good evening, hushlings, and welcome. I present your preceptors to the underbelly of the void, the whispers of conjecture, and the known of the unknown. Thus begins the conclave of the Hush Hush Society. Greetings, hushlings. Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour where we journey into the world of conspiratorial mysteries and dark truths. I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. And as always, we're joined by our fellow Irish Colky, Slick Frank Sanders. Hey, yo, Hushlings, what is going on? Mike, Dave, top of the morning. How we doing? All those Irish things, right? All yes. the Irish things, the potato famine and Conor McGregor and Jameson and guns and <laughs> Guinness. Guinness, Guinness, yes. Yeah, Irish car bombs. Yep, Ooh. yep, that's what we're talking about today, <laughs> Frankie, Irish car bombs. I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but Mike and I were at a bar once watching guys sip Irish car bombs, and we were making fun of them, and the situation could have gotten out of hand, but we showed them how to drink them, and they probably well, got really lit. It's like the gif of the cartoon, like mind blown type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? That's how you're supposed to drink them? Yeah, you're not supposed to drink curdled fucking <laughs> nastiness. Ireland is a truly fascinating country. Its lands are both mystical and beautiful. The tales and lore of these lands are indicative of the miserable and depressing lows the country has seen throughout history. The entirety of Ireland is scattered with the remains of castle ruins, ancient stone structures, and abandoned mansions, all of which have a story to tell. Stories of ghosts, banshees, leprechauns, pukas, and even demonic black cats. That's right, Hushlings, demon cats. Today we'll be investigating Dublin, Ireland, home of the infamous black cat of Killikey. We'll be talking about the lay of the land, breaking down what the Killikey cat actually is and how it came to be, some sightings of the damned feline, as well as a cult that may have played a hand in the legend. Meow. but before we search for the black kitty cat from hell be sure to check us out on all our social medias you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter you can also find us over at our discord where every sunday we are watching a bunch of episodes of the x-files that's right Mulder and scully uh late 90s early 2000s nostalgia feel good about it Come by 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Sunday with us. You can also chat with a bunch of other hushlings. Hey, guys, have you heard about this conspiracy? No, you're not crazy. That's what happens. Pretty much. And then you just get berated by everybody else. That's right. Yep. You don't believe in a flat earth? How dare you? Sick. Space is <laughs> you fake. think space is real? <laughs> Pathetic. You can find all of our links to all the social medias, all the Discord, all the fun stuff over at our website, www.hushhushsociety.com. Absolutely. On our website, you can find all of our audio from debriefings, scripted chronicles, declassified discussions. You can read our blog, check out some news, buy some merch. It's all there. And you can leave us a review. And voicemail. Also, drop a star rating on Spotify. Five stars. Five stars, people. 
a notable mention in case you haven't heard yet we do have a patreon for that exclusive content and you can access that for the small donation of five dollars a month and that will grant you patronage you can find that at www.patreon.com slash hush hush society Yes, over at our Patreon, you get all the audio exclusives. You can also get a uh, bunch of free goodies. We will send you some stuff in the mail every three or so months of your patronage. You'll get all the audio extras, including Cryptid Erotica readings by yours truly. The Frog Factor, which is conspiratorial news with Slick Frog Sanders and Declassified Dave. And speaking of those hushlings that have joined us, We'd like to shout some of them out. Thank you to Millie Rock. Thank you to Jennifer Onida. Special. And our favorite, Mike Hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. He's the best. He's the best. (laughs) Hushlings, have you ever heard of Montpelier Hill in Dublin, Ireland? Just think about it. Have you ever heard of that? It's sort of kind of a mountain, and there's been decades and decades of spooky shit happening on this chunk of land in Ireland. It's said that the Hellfire Club, no, not from Stranger Things, set up shop at the very peak of the summit in an old hunting lodge back in 1765. Old piece of land. They rented that out, and further down the hill was the old Massey Estate, a massive mansion which at this point sits in ruins in the woods. There's rumor that the hunting lodge at the top of the hill is actually cursed, since it was allegedly built on an ancient burial ground, and stones from the cairn were used in the construction. Why do people build on top of fucking burial grounds? Well, not only that, but they're taking the monumental piece of the burial ground being those stones that they use to, like, almost represent the burial site they're taking those stones and using them in the walls of their building that's not good if that's not (laughs) desecration i don't know what it is would you uh shop at a walmart or a big box store that was completely made up of headstones would you know that it was made up of headstones is it like inside of the walls or can you see it yeah the entire outside you can just walk up see people's names and Um, the whole the whole rigmarole um, Walmart mausoleum. Walmart's made to look like castles. I'd feel safer in that Walmart than most other Walmarts. <laughs> Costco does sell coffins. Buy them in bulk. Buy them in bulk for your whole family. Your whole family just come home with five coffins. <laughs> hey, kids. Guess what daddy brought home? It was in this lodge that the Hellfire Club initially started to hold their black masses. They would pray to the underworld. They'd worship Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. They'd make sacrifices of goats and members, dwarves and black kitty cats. What a plethora of sacrificial beings. We got. You can't discriminate. Satan doesn't discriminate. He takes all. I've heard that the Hellfire Club specifically holds some strange importance in relation to black cats, almost if they are the physical embodiment of the devil himself. Anyway, one foggy Irish evening, the club held their mass atop the hill. It was this night where they would bring yet another black cat to offer up to the devil, but this time was a little bit different. Hmm. Indeed it was. Quick segue. So, I know that Frank is a cat person. I am, yeah, I like cats. I have Uh, a black cat. 
Uh, yeah, Dave just got a little black kitty. Well, I can tell you from experience, black cats are pieces of shit, and you should get rid of it while you still can. Do you know of all the cats that I've ever owned, I've only ever owned black cats? And they probably all sucked, right? And that's why you don't have a cat? Oh, no, no, they were great. Really? She's pretty yeah. good. I've She's always good. had great cats. I haven't had many, but I've had great cats. I used to joke about how my black cat was the spawn of Satan, and it, in relation to this debriefing, it it brings some truth to it because she did some like really weird shit. She would like walk up the walls and contort herself off fucking weird. It was weird, man. Maybe that went one to one with your uh, paranormal experiences and the places you've lived. As we said, this time was a little bit different. The president of the club walked into the room dressed as the devil mm. with hooves on his feet. That's dope. Horns on his head. The whole nine yards, guys. <laughs> he then initiated the ritual by having two members douse this cat in whiskey, which was followed by setting it on fire. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, some real sick shit. It better not be good whiskey. It's also the most Irish way that you can set a cat on fire. <laughs> set a cat on fire with whiskey. Uh, I don't know. I think cats are pretty flammable anyways, but yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> Throw a nice <laughs> cask whiskey on there. That won't go good in fondue. <laughs> <laughs> After the cat was lit on fire, he scampered around the room furiously and somehow managed to get out of the lodge. It immediately dashed for the tree line and got away. It was shortly after this very incident that the Hellfire Club's meeting's place burnt down. Hmm, how curious. Ironic. No surprise there, seeing as they were constantly messing with fire. What's the old saying? You know. Although it's not confirmed whether the fire was an accident or not. What if it was just a ritual gone bad? Or a ritual gone well. Yeah. Or the final ritual. What if they were trying to embrace the flames of hell and they were like, the only way we can do that is to to set this building on fire. We need to be inside of the fire. I wonder if anybody died in the fire. Since they were left with nowhere to meet up anymore, they moved their meetings conveniently right down the hill, right into all that was left of the old Massey estate, the steward's house, or more commonly referred to as the Killicky house. After the club made their switch, the cultish activities of ritualistic sacrifice and setting trees on fire died down, and eventually the Hellfire Club stopped holding their gatherings there altogether. There is note that they not only lit kitty cats on fire, but people as well. I also found that there is a ghost of a woman screaming in anguish in the area, and it's said that she was murdered by being trapped in a barrel which was set alight, it's probably a whiskey barrel, and rolled down a hill while young members of the club laughed in their merry, <laughs> their merry chuckles. I'm sorry. I would have laughed, too. That's pretty funny. Can you imagine? Just like, get in the barrel. <laughs> well, get in we there. mentioned. Get in there. <laughs> get in the barrel. Kick her in there. A little bit of a segue on the woman in the barrel. We mentioned in the intro of this episode, and I don't want to get too deep into it because it's a whole nother topic where we're here to focus on the Killicky cat. But in this very same area of Montpelier Hill is the Massey Woods. 
And in the Massey Woods is where you have the apparition of this young woman that was set on fire in a barrel. And the apparition is referred to as a banshee, like we mentioned earlier. And she's said to stroll the woods and scream and scare the shit out of people. There's a whole lot of weird stuff happening in this location. I've always thought that females have a more powerful connection to the ethereal or to the occult or to the paranormal, which is why I believe that a lot of ghosts that are female tend to show themselves more often than males. I may be wrong, obviously, but the female apparitions and ghosts are more terrifying to me because they're always screaming. There's always some sort of, if they're wearing these, these wedding dresses or something, they look sad. They want to kill you and chop your nuts off. All that good stuff. No eyes. Yeah. yeah no eyes, whatever it may be. They make popping noises. I just feel like females are more likely to become apparitions or ghosts than males, or maybe more powerful in that sense. They do have the ability to cook life and create it. That's true. So yeah. Maybe that. Maybe there's something to that, to the recycling of souls, and yeah. they're the vessel that makes it happen. And then you think about witches. Obviously, there's warlocks, but... Yes. Mostly women are tied to paganistic rituals. It's just one thing that I've always had in the back of my mind is that I feel like females have a higher energy potential for paranormal activity. Interesting connection, nonetheless. What are people seeing, you may ask, in the vicinity of Montpelier Hill? Hauntings were originally reported in 1968 and in 1970 by Margaret O'Brien and her husband, who had purchased the Stewart House with the intention of renovating it into an art center. The Stewart House is also the Massey estate that we had just mentioned. What remains of it? It's the only last building that's actually still standing of the entire estate. An art center, though. Yeah, yeah. The couple was preoccupied with other projects and allowed several builders to live there to work essentially. Workers restoring the house experienced several sightings of a huge black cat said to be about the size of a dog with gleaming red eyes. That's a big kitty. Are there panthers in Ireland? No. No, there's no panthers in Ireland. You don't know that. I'm, I would make a very well-educated guess to say that there's no panthers in Ireland. Maybe bobcats. Bobcats, maybe. Fisher cats, maybe, but that's just a big weasel. (laughs) There were other paranormal-like events that happened. In the 1970s, multiple seances and Ouija board sessions were carried out in an attempt to lay the ghosts to rest. Good old Ouija boards. You guys ever mess around with Ouija boards? Never in my life, and I never will. Yeah. I've done it a few times, and I've been freaked out. I think Penn and Teller said that they were fake and proved that they were fake and whatnot. But I've had some weird coincidences that have happened around Ouija boards. Maybe there's something to them, just a little bit something. Unfortunately, the disturbances accelerated and worsened. Lights would turn on and off by themselves. Furniture was broken into pieces during the night and bells were heard ringing. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. The dwarf boy was seen walking with a blood-stained man, 
What? See, that is. That's when it gets weird. Yeah. When you start seeing the apparitions of dwarves, little ghost dwarf, some guy <laughs> covered in blood. Dwarves are fucking creepy enough. <laughs> now, were they holding hands or were they just walking side by side like friends? Probably just side by side. If they were holding hands, that would be even creepier. Many of these said employees left without even collecting their pay and they refused to stay in the house any longer. One night, a local artist, Tom McCassie, and two other men were painting the main hall as well as another room when the temperature dropped noticeably, and very suddenly. Even locked doors began opening by themselves. Yeah, that's when I'd leave. Yeah, that's a big nope for me. Yeah, but they're probably like drawing cool dwarves on the walls. You can't just walk out from that job. (laughs) I'm not finished with the art project. Shortly after that, a heavy 18th century door swung open, revealing spooky swirling mists. It's said that the door had been locked earlier in the day. Creepy. So the workers were in there just baking it out? Yeah, that's what they were doing. (laughs) The wacky tobacco in the Just getting all wacky. (laughs) Hey man, you want good art, right? McCassie also witnessed a shadowy figure on the doorstep who spoke in a menacing guttural voice, warning them that the door must not be closed. As they ran away in fear, the figure in the hall changed form. Ooh. Got shapeshifters. McCassie described it as, quote, a monstrous black cat with red-flecked amber eyes crouched in the half-light. Setting up the scene. Sometimes when we do these quotes from people, their wordplay is just fascinating. It's wonderful. They're doing the heavy lifting here. Not us. (laughs) Hushlings will return after this short message. Greetings, Sashtilians. Join your preceptors as we ask the questions. Have we been visited by extraterrestrials in the remote past? Have they shaped our society and cultures, our environment, or even our biology? Are there more than one species? If so, do they still live among us? What is the agenda and how are they moving towards achieving it? We discuss proposed alien races, talk abductions, as well as genetic experimentation, government knowledge, and ancient beliefs. Streaming everywhere, Monday, September 19th, for the Alien Agenda. Video available on the Paranormal Network, Tuesday, September 20th. Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. Later, McCassie painted a portrait of, quote, the Black Cat of Killikey, which still hangs in the house today. People began to notice that the painting seems to find a way to become tilted, even when straightened out. Hmm. Very Mm. weird. Very weird stuff. Maybe the house is slanted. Yeah, it could be a poor foundation. These people are unimaginative. It is Ireland. Could be potatoes growing underneath the building. (laughs) causing a slight angle they're really hardy fucking vegetables so i can see it lifting up a house it's interesting though about the portrait electronic equipment even fails around it and sometimes people that are near the portrait tend to feel a little bit dizzy 
There have been countless more sightings of this infamous black cat in the area. In an effort to witness the poltergeist at work, another seance was performed, but nothing incredibly unusual happened that day. The situation changed entirely the next day when a gooey liquid began to seep throughout the house. This is very multi-layered with weird shit. You have apparitions. You have all of the stuff that would come with paranormal. Cold spots, things moving, breaking, doors opening, lights turning on and off. But now you have this goo. I don't think we ever found like what color the goo was. But if it's a black goo, that's very reminiscent of what we always go back to is like a reptilian interdimensional thing. And I know our listeners have heard us before with Mike and I talk about how we think demons are probably most likely interdimensional beings. This brings up a thought. I watched an Amazon Prime original movie or something. Zach Bagans made this movie where he went to go investigate this house. The family was plagued with this haunting in their home. And some of the younger children in the home were becoming possessed. They were having problems emotionally and at school. And it was messing up this family's lives. So Zach Bagans goes out to this house and starts to perform a like multi-week investigation. And one of the days while investigating the house, I forget if it was while he was locked in by himself overnight or if it was him and the crew, whatever. Black goo did start seeping from the windowsills. This is something that happens with paranormal sort of things i don't know if it's like a poltergeist thing or like you said some sort of reptilian interdimensional seepage i've just i don't get it i haven't heard of it a lot but it definitely happens it happens in a lot of horror movies too yeah but i always thought that it was like this dramatic effect sort of thing there's also other things that happen pottery from the o'brien family was broken all over the house paintings were actually destroyed and in the days that followed Many varieties of hats began to show up. Baby caps, sun hats, wool hats, women's hats, men's hats, snapbacks, anything you want, dad hats. They appeared on the floor and the chairs. So they just materialized there. They weren't the O'Brien's hats. And some of them actually included Polish and French coins inside of them. That's really weird. Yeah, it gets Hmm. even stranger. And then they finally, in 1977, had a priest exercise the house and nothing happened the hat thing is very weird i don't know does the killicky cat he's just a cool cat wears hats (laughs) fuck you fuck you (laughs) one night another seance was held and the ghosts of two nuns would pop up unexpectedly from time to time confronting guests in the gallery nuns are creepy man Mm mm-hmm A medium visited soon after and claimed that the spirits were those of women who had assisted in satanic rituals done by the Hellfire Club. So the Hellfire Club had nuns assist them in the satanic rituals? Well, one of them must have gotten somebody pissed off because they put her in a fucking barrel. I can't imagine that they were actual Catholic nuns, though. No. Looking at it from, like, a satanic cult perspective, if you had women members, 
it seems like something a satanic cult would do. Like, hey, can you guys wear these nun outfits in an attempt to mock God while we do these satanic rituals? Can you wear these sacred garbs while we do demonic exercises in this building just to fuck with God? That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Locals felt it was not the spirit of a cat, but rather a terrifying elemental spirit. Those who have encountered it report that it is capable of speaking English and has a face that can only be described as disturbingly humanoid-like. If you've seen the painting, it's really creepy. It's not the face of a cat. It has like this facial expression in the painting that it's just a creepy painting with this cat with this weird human-like face. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a very realistic painting. It's just kind of cartoony. But you got to bring it back to this artist's experience, right? Yeah. He saw this human apparition in a doorway that spoke to him. And then it morphed. It changed into the cat form. So what if it's one in the same, a human and an animal? Yeah. So yeah, like an elemental sort of thing, like a skinwalker. That's where I'm leaning towards is that this whole area has some real either powerful energy or darkness to it. You got dwarves in the woods and women screaming at the top of their lungs, angry cats. <laughs> the art center was replaced by a Dublin restaurant called the Killicky Country House, which was operational until 2001. It was purchased in 2001 and has remained as a private residence since then. Is the painting still there in the house? Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know. Yes. Wow. Why would you buy that house and keep the painting in it? It's historic. All right, hushlings and watchers, it's time for our Reddit section. This is the part of the show where we have combed the subreddits looking for anything interesting or wild or weird from Reddit. A user named Spiritual Warfare 101, what a wonderful name, said, quote, These are known as familiar spirits. They are of a demonic nature and either accompany or assist witches. Do we know where the original lore comes from with black cats and witches? Is this tied to it at all? This is interesting. So looking it up, black cats are often a symbol of Halloween or witchcraft. In most Western cultures, black cats have typically been looked upon as a symbol of evil omens specifically being suspected of being the familiars of witches or actually shape-shifting witches themselves. Okay, okay. So there you, there's complete connection. Maybe that apparition that they saw in the doorway was not an apparition. Maybe it was a witch. An actual witch. An actual witch. And then changes form into the cat in front of them. But why would the witch be like, this door has to stay open? Because it's the portal. <laughs> no <laughs> locked doors in this house. Yeah. What was that room, though? I don't know. What was that room? I think that's worth looking into. I believe it was the room that had the painting in it, correct? The painting mm -hmm. with the cat? It, mm -hmm. it definitely could be. That would make a lot of sense. I'm a little stumped yeah. at the moment, you know? There's a lot of layers to this like an onion a paranormal onion yeah like the user unita stannis wrote about the hellfire club actually 
because I couldn't find too, too much about the Kill Key Cat. It was just repeats on Reddit. Yeah. And they were from like 15 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it said in a quote, the Hellfire Clubs of the 18th and 19th century are an accepted fact. Wealthy and powerful individuals yeah. indulged in black mass, fucking, Satan, and <laughs> demon worship, orgies, more fucking, and sacrifice. Why do these normies find it so hard to believe that the current wealth and power brokers still do this? Hmm. End quote. And this subreddit generated about 230 comments. Before I go on, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Sure. What is it with people that like poop on them? Did we talk about poop? Well, you said orgies, and I was like, what if these people were shitting on each other? And then it the pow pow question. Dude, there's people that like shit on them. <laughs> One comment replied, quote, I think people struggled to accept things like this for self-preservation. Our brain constantly analyzes your chance of dying, but it doesn't share that with the conscious you until you're actually in danger. This mechanism preserves our sanity and allows us to take a plane even if we're a bit afraid. The same goes for this. People can't accept that a nation and its politicians are corrupt and potentially evil because it would be too much to handle. What sounds too scary to accept? We mark it as impossible and move on until we can't anymore. End quote. I feel like a lot of people are like that with aliens. Yeah. True. True. Another reply from the subreddit says, quote, I've seen people try to actually defend the Hellfire Club and underplay it as just, quote, silly boys being boys with their fraternities. It's all just a big joke. The same way people do whenever Bohemian Grove is brought up or the Skull and Bones, two things that we've covered. Mm -hmm. How naive and self-deluded do you have to be to doubt this or argue it's harmless, totally normal behavior and activities? Benjamin Franklin's property was excavated and there were numerous bodies found. Kind of makes you wonder. I think the Hellfire Club is a little odd part of this, but... Reddit doesn't say too much about the Kiliki Cat itself. Yeah. Do you think that these groups, maybe not like Bohemian Grove and Skull and Bones, but like this one, the Hellfire Club, do you think they center on this, the, the site that they originally were at, at the top of that hill, because of paranormal activity? Like it's a paranormal hotspot, you mean? Yeah, like they knew that if they were going to do rituals up there, because Ireland's very old, who knows... If that hill a thousand years ago could have been known, passed down, passed down in generations of being, because it was an ancient burial site, it was definitely a place of some importance. Maybe doing these rituals on top of a burial site or a desecrated burial site made it easier for them to channel these satanic or demonic entities. I don't know. That was just a thought I've been having this whole episode. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. Really? What's the purpose of the Hellfire Club and why are so many hauntings happening after the fact of when it was built and after they were there? And I think a little bit might go back to what you said in Ghost Towns where there might have been quite a bit of murder, sacrifice, and horrific deaths. They're lighting fucking cats on fire. It could just be a really fucked up place that's channeling yeah. this stuff. I don't know. I was just been tooling in my head. 
that is going to take us into our final thoughts, actually. Let's have Declassified Dave explore that further. Dave, give us your final thoughts on the Killicky Cat. The Killicky Cat. Black cats. Bad luck. I don't think so. But I think, like I said before in this episode, there's a lot of layers to this, and they're all paranormal. And on top of it, you have the culty, satanic aspect to it. I think that there's just an accumulation of lots of weird stuff that might be able to channel it, like I was just saying. The satanic forms could be why people are seeing witches and apparitions and there's all these things happening. Would I like to go there and see if things move around? That would be pretty cool. Do I believe every single thing that these guys were saying? Because some of these sightings were in the 70s and people were just starting to get into LSD and fucked up. Maybe they didn't see it. But if it's still happening today, then this is probably just a, a true haunt spot for me. Lots of stuff. I wish there was more about the cat entity that we could have gotten into. But there's so much centered around the cat and the painting and the doorway and that small little bubble. Those are my final thoughts. When it comes to this topic, I don't know that I believe so much in the Killicky Cat. I do believe that there may be paranormal happenings around there. If the cat is indeed a true sighting or something that has truly been around, I would definitely think that it has something to do with witches. There's some sort of connection there. And whether the cat is a familiar or the cat is a witch itself, just in a different form, remains to be seen, obviously. I love this topic. I love all this paranormal, scary ghost talk. Again, not sure if I totally believe in the cat being a physical entity in itself, but all the paranormality that goes along with this, it's definitely a paranormal hotspot. Definitely a Throughout this season, we've set up for a really good Hushtober. This is very true. All right. Slick Frank Sanders. Let's hear your final thoughts on the Killicky Cat. Frog's final thoughts. My final thoughts on this are, I'm going to say, a little bit solid. Typically, I tend to be a little bit torn. But with this, I do genuinely believe that spirits have the capability of transcending this life into the next even when it comes to animals now if a cat were to be sacrificed in some sort of tortured tormented way such as being set on fire i think that the possibility lingers to where it could stick around as an apparition or as a ghost or as a spirit whatever you want to have it be the whole switching from human to cat sort of thing eludes me a little bit and with it having that humanoid face in the depiction of it on the painting in the Killicky house is just very strange that transcends the idea of an animal sticking around in the afterlife here on earth a little bit it brings another element to the paranormal story is this cat something like a skinwalker or like a familiar spirit, something like that. I'm not positive, but it's super weird that all of this strange stuff is happening on this one hill. I'm not sure that it all starts with the Hellfire Club or not. There could have been something going on here prior, or it could all be because of this satanic cult that 
made this little hill their home. Either way, I think there's definitely some paranormal stuff happening here in Dublin, Ireland. That's without question, in my opinion. I was thinking how there might have been stuff going on beforehand. Well, in 2016, they excavated some large passages to graves and stuff like that. And they dated them to 5,000 years under the ruins. No shit. So, 5,000 so, years. That hunting lodge that they built on top of that burial site, that burial site was, I don't think Neolithic is the right word, but yeah, it's a very, very, very old burial site, like dating back to the Vikings and shit. That carries a little bit something with it too. Well, Hushlings, that's going to conclude our jig around the streets of Dublin. Did we forget to mention anything? Should we have taken another shot of whiskey before we took a shot at the Killicky Cat? Reach out to us. You can find us always at our email at contact at hushhushsociety.com. Join us for our 57th debriefing, where we finally delve into the subject of the alien agenda slash probably ancient aliens. Were humans visited by extraterrestrials in the past? Were we altered genetically and biologically by whom and or what? That'll be streaming everywhere Monday, September 19th, and also available to watch on the Paranormal Network the following day, September 20th. Hustlings, we also have another live show coming up. That will be on Facebook Monday, October 24th, probably something like 6 or 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, you know, put in your PTO, call out of work, tell your grandmother you can't come over that day because you've got a live debriefing to tune into. That's right. Eat an early bird dinner. <laughs> Another exclusive debriefing will be available Thursday, September 15th. So if you would like to get some of those exclusive debriefings and check out the next one, make sure to head over to our Patreon and subscribe today. There's a whole lot of extra audio there and you will love it. Thanks for joining us for another installment of the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. And I'm Slick Frank Sanders. Until our next debriefing, remember, the best kept secrets are hidden in plain sight.